I'm Jan. And I'm Ria. And welcome back to another episode of We Dare You, where we finally, finally know who our next president is. Uh, we don't. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, we just don't. Girl, it's on the news. I get that that's what the news said, but Mr. 45 is contesting the vote. Yeah, I know that it's all over the place, but those don't really happen. That doesn't go anywhere. It clearly has because all these states are doing a recount. Okay, you're stressing me out. Tell me (laughs) you're going to explain. Yeah, I can run it down. So here we go. Trump's voters and himself have so much suspicion and they believe that there's voter fraud. They have rallies screaming. Because of this, it's given a lot of push to these Republican states to do a recount. Also, there are laws in place that basically if the margin of who wins and who doesn't is small, that state will automatically do a recount. Okay, so I have a question, though. What happens to all of the ballots that were already counted? Like, I know they go in the machine and they disappear into the abyss. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a place of storage? I don't get it. I don't know where they go. I don't know if it's like the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. When the ballot disappears into the machine. I don't know, girl. I'm not inside the machine. I don't know where it goes. I just want to know how this recount is. (laughs) I just want to know how it's going to go because that's a lot of ballots to recount. So it's like, does it store somewhere? Are they store? I'll Google it. It's fine. (laughs) We don't have to get into it. Okay. Well, I will say that there was a press conference with the Georgia Republican Secretary of State. His name is Brad Raffensperger. Raffensperger. (laughs) He um, said that basically there'll be a recount and all legal votes will be counted. I don't know why they have to keep saying legal votes, like if whatever. But, you know, he defended his team of election officials and he said that they were qualified and had a lot of integrity. But the difference between Biden and Trump is 14,111 votes. So they're going to do a hand by hand count. Oh, hell no. (laughs) What? Yes, girl. We're going to be here until March. Yeah. they. Ha- I think it's November 20th that they'll give an official, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but it's ridiculous, okay? Now, people have this whole speculation that people who got two and four and five ballots that they were able to cast a vote mm-hmm. over and over again. Yes. That is not really true. But I also heard that people are voting on behalf of their dead Nana. <laughs> okay. So this same guy, Raffensperger. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like a special on like a menu. <laughs> like there's a deluxe burger and then there's a the Raffensperger. Raffensperger. <laughs> um, yeah, he said that if there are people who have evidence of voter fraud, he wants them to come forward. (laughs) Time out. So they are claiming fraud, but there's no evidence. And they're asking people if they have evidence to come forward. Basically. How does this, how is this okay? Like this, none of this is making sense to me. No, it's basically questioning our democracy. So they have suspicion of fraud. 
but their suspicion is based off of no evidence. <laughs> and now they are asking people to come forward with evidence if there is any. Right. Which I feel like because they're doing that, people are going to go out of their way. I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know. Like, what are they going to fraudulently come up with evidence? I could do god my head it's spinning it's spinning you are stressing me out you okay. really are stressing me out i was having a beautiful week <laughs> you know the air outside felt different it felt like a like a weight was lifted yeah you're telling me that the tears that were shed in the streets of new york city <laughs> were basically a waste of time i'm telling you they may renege like that's really what i'm telling you before you have another thought the philadelphia city commissioner his name is al schmidt he's a republican Okay. okay. He was basically appalled. He did an interview where someone asked about voter fraud and he said there is no basis in fact. And then he went on to say some actually deep ass shit. He said, one thing I can't comprehend is how hungry people are to consume lies and to consume information that is not true. Mic drop. When someone like that, who's supposed to be on your team, basically says, this is ridiculous, this is getting out of hand, isn't that evidence to In say, itself. hey, he's pulling something, he's trying to get over, he can't just suck it up, and, you know, he's a sore, he's acting like a sore loser, yeah, I agree. and he can't get over having lost, Yeah, and that makes him the most narcissistic person ever. Alive, yeah, at this moment. Holy crap. He takes it to another level. Girl, it's it's gotten to such a crazy level that in Texas, they're offering a million dollar reward for, ev again, evidence of voter fraud. Stop it. <laughs> you Stop. want a milli? Let's go. <laughs> I'm about to go down to Texas <laughs> with, with these suddenly found ballots. <laughs> so I got one last golden gem that might fuck you up and i don't ever want to talk about trump or the election ever again okay i am i'm okay with that all right ready? i'm already stressed i'm about to stress you even more girl okay so this is a list a numbered list of how hitler seized power in germany one create a crisis two demonize opponents three declare a state of emergency four Undermine elections. Five. Make the rule of law irrelevant. And the last one is rule by executive order. And four is trending right now, which is undermine elections. So you are saying that Donald J. Trump <laughs> is equivalent to Hitler. I'm not saying that. Twitter is saying <laughs> that. <laughs> not just Twitter, but there's like articles about trump and the way he has used the election and it's kind of similar to hitler so all i'm saying is that i can't wait until the 21st right that's when the he 20th gets the 20th uh, whatever i can't wait until that fucking day because i'm over this I do not ever want to talk about Trump again. Listen, we weren't even supposed to speak about politics. We weren't. But given the state of the situation, <laughs> I felt like I needed our listeners to understand what, what the hell was going on. You know, I really don't even appreciate you right now. I know. I went into this whole election pretty cool, calm, and collected. Everyone around me was kind of semi-freaking out. Spiraling. 
Yes, like you at 4 a.m. Yeah, because there's so much election anxiety. Girl, but this is not our first rodeo. We've been through this before. I know, but people forget, girl. Look at the election of 1920. The Spanish flu. It was Mm. almost the same thing. Yeah, which, by the way, did you know that Trump's granddaddy died of the Spanish flu? Ooh. The more you know. I did not know that. (laughs) There was also the election of 1968 surrounding Vietnam. Because of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And then there was 1980 where the economy was just shit. That's because everyone was a drug addict. Yeah, that crack cocaine. (laughs) That shit hit hard. (laughs) Look, I can only imagine what those elections were like, but I can only speak on the ones that I've lived through. And this one, this one. In particular. Emotions are super high. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I agree. But with the change of this administration, there's so much at stake. On both sides, people are scared of voter fraud. Some people believe that the Democrats don't believe in law and order and that they're going to abolish the police. Yeah, and one side believes we're going to become a fascist nation, while the other believes we're going to become a socialist, communist country. (laughs) Add all of that to the civil and social unrest that we've been through. Right, and then there's like this fear of the economy crashing, right? A lot of people have lost their jobs, climate instability. Girl, I'm afraid we're going to burn to death. I'm afraid we're going to freeze to death. I'd rather freeze to death. Seriously? On some frozen shit? You don't feel anything. You just go to sleep. <laughs> no. Frostbite. But then after that, everything is numb. <laughs> so you'd rather be numb than, I guess, get your skin sizzled? I yes, feel you. emo forever. I, be- I feel you. <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> no, but I just... It's a lot. There's so many things that are going on, right? Yeah, and that's why I think people's anxiety and stress levels have been heightened during election because of the already existing anxiety of living through a pandemic. Come on, people are walking around wondering if they have this thing because they're scared of getting tested. Well, people are getting tested but have a fear of getting COVID (laughs) while getting tested. Yeah, me. I went to go get tested and I was sitting there like, oh my God, I have it. Like I was, I was convinced. <laughs> I remember you were texting me like, there are too many people here. There's no space. <laughs> if I don't have COVID, I'll have COVID after I leave. <laughs> I was stressed. It was kind of like when you go to get like a STD test and you're like, I know I don't have any STDs, but there's a slim possibility that one time somewhere I shouldn't have been doing something that I maybe caught some shit. Yeah. Maybe the one time I went to go get fucking lettuce, I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I'm stressed. Yeah. It was, it's just... People aren't even able to see their friends and family anymore. Yeah, like FaceTime is just not enough. People need physical touch. Yeah, it helps. Don't get me wrong. In isolation, that, that'll help. But it's, Yeah, of course. It's, it does get lonely, though. And then you have social media telling you a thousand different things that all contradict each other. <laughs> so annoying. Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? How much hand sanitizer is too much hand sanitizer? Someone literally told us to drink bleach, bro. Is it just a flu? <laughs> and in the beginning, people were saying that if you sat in the sun, you could get rid of the virus. 
So is a hot shower equivalent to the heat of the sun? <laughs> so that means that if I go to a tanning booth, COVID would disappear? Is the vaccine safe? Oh my God, girl. And how about, is there going to be a vaccine mandate? Yeah, I don't know if I'm with that one. So the other day at two o'clock in the morning, somebody I follow reposted on their story, this dude, his handle on Instagram is underscore Rizza Islam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know who that is? No. Oh. <laughs> he has 508,000 followers. Rihanna, Amara La Negra, Snoop Dogg, T.I., even my damn brother follows him, okay? And he had me shook. Before I talk about the video, he does great work. He supports uh, small black businesses. He tells the community to buy black, mm -hmm. uh, which I agree with. Yeah, 100%. He talks about how the community needs to own banks and buy gold, and we need to own supermarkets, change the curriculum. That's all great. Then he loses me because he gets crazy, <laughs> right? So he's a self-proclaimed journalist, I think. Another one. <laughs> so I clicked this video. He starts out with... While y'all was out celebrating the new president-elect, they were doing something under your noses. I told y'all to pay attention. I was scared. I was <laughs> frightened. Okay? So already he had me intrigued. I'm like, well, what, what were they doing while everyone was crying in these streets? What, was, what were they doing? So he goes on to talk about a vaccine mandate. In his video, he straight up tells everybody there, that in NYC... They passed a law that said everyone's going to get a mandated vaccine. And I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. You can volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I don't want to volunteer. I'm not going to be at the front of the line, yo. My name starts with an S, so I'm going to be at the back, okay? Y'all could go first. But I just, I was shook, right? So I'm like, wait, am, are they going to inject me? He was talking about how you couldn't say no for religious purposes, that people were going to start getting locked up I, again. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I'm terrified. Right. So I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring yeah. It back. If he has like 500,000 followers, he must be saying truth. Right. And if Riri follows him, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to believe what he says. But this is why you have to go out of your way and make sure because this type of info will make somebody go crazy. Yes. Okay. So I ended up Googling vaccine mandate NYC. When I tell you the law has nothing, he didn't mention anything in the real law. So there's four bullet points that are important. But before that, I'll explain Governor Cuomo and Letitia James, who is an African-American ADA in New York. They sat together with some civil organizations to decide what they were going to do. If people were going to volunteer for the vaccine, then maybe it would help the spread of it. Mm -hmm. If that people don't. Sense. But they but they believe that because of all the misinformation, no one's going to do it. Exactly. And. COVID might continue to spread in New York City. If that's the case, what are they going to do? They're so going to the put it in your milk. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> I don't want... I don't even drink milk. How about that? Okay? <laughs> we go. We don't drink milk. <laughs> so there are four points in this law that he failed to mention. One was 
PPE being distributed to underprivileged neighborhoods. Necessary. Releasing older prisoners who either had disabilities or were sick in some type of way and don't pose a threat to communities. That's great. Right. And the last one was telehealth. Some people were having video visits with their doctors and getting charged. Now they're going to reimburse you. Okay. That, not, that doesn't sound bad at all. That doesn't sound scary. That didn't scare me. Yeah. He scared me. <laughs> so he dead ass scared 508,000 people who watched his video into thinking that they're going to get mandated. That we're going into this new world order, kind of. Right. The comments were crazy. People were like, I'm moving to Canada. I wish they would. Someone's going to have to fight me. All this- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was bugging in the comments. And... It bothers me to know that that one post can send someone on a tailspin. No, of course. But that's because people aren't doing like you did and taking in information and saying, wait a minute, let me double, let me fact check this. Right. It's more like, well, he has 508,000 followers. He has to be telling the truth. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I would think. We're going to become a mentally disabled country. Seriously. People are going to... Be frantic at every given moment. And I don't want to live in a world like that. Yeah, this isn't doing anything but a disservice to our psyche. Mm-hmm. People who have never experienced anxiety or depression in their lives are losing sleep, thinking about current events way too much, falling off the wagon, and relationships are being tested. I would hate to have been in a relationship right now where my partner had opposing views. Oh, definitely. About, like, kids in cages, or they believed in the Muslim ban, they were against LGBTQIA, or just so many different things, right? They they said shit like the China virus. Yeah, ignorance. I mean, like, we we not having sex tonight. (laughs) Well, I mean, if I was with someone who had different views than I did, conversation changes things. That's... That's where change begins, with conversation, right? Right. If I was to speak to my partner on whatever different views we had, and we were able to come to a common ground, then fine. But if it's a belief that's so extreme that saying, hey, this is just not humane, yeah, something's something's gotta give. If they're like, this is my way or no way, it's this way or no way at all, then we're not going anywhere. Mm -mm. Yeah, Rhea is more tolerant than I am, because I would have been like... I don't know you. (laughs) All these conversations, all this pillow talk. You ain't tell me none of this. (laughs) Can you imagine? The whole time I'm sleeping with a stranger. (laughs) I don't know you. I'm out. Like I would have, I would have ended my lease type of shit. Yeah. This, and that's what's happening now though. Like you were telling me that divorce is at. Divorce is crazy. Divorce, (laughs) divorce rates are sky high and that's also with you know being in quarantine the stress levels of like the election and not having a job income like where is money coming from all of these things put together and then you're stuck in the house no i think it's that i mean yes you're right but i also think it's that some people just didn't realize how boring their spouse was until they were with them 24 7 that's true (laughs) and they were like shit i don't want to be in this yeah and We're adults dealing with anxiety and depression. Take a listen to this. 
When was the first time you struggled with mental health? I want to say when I got out of the Marine Corps, it was more of a, okay, wow. (laughs) One day I'm in the Marine Corps and then the next day it was my first day of school. What I failed to realize was the aftermath of getting out. Mm. I was still in my Marine Corps ways while I was in school. Did you ever do therapy then? A couple of times I did. Throughout this pandemic, did anything resurface when it came to your mental health? I will say the pandemic triggered something and brought on new anxieties. I was freaking out because when New York shut down, nobody really knew what what or what this was, how you got it, where you get it from. Nobody knew anything. So me even touching the wall in my own place or touching a piece of mail or 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 just breathing outside my house, like, am I gonna get sick? I'm not and so that anxiety was one thing. And then the worry of my own family, and then the whole nation's going crazy over toilet paper. <laughs> Now we're living in a world where you're on a train, less people than usual, and everything has shifted into this new realm of a pandemic. I'm not going to lie. It was scary because you know that the traffic at smack seven o'clock in the morning, everybody's squeezing to get on that cart and now it's empty. I mean, completely empty. That within itself was a culture shock. That's where my vet mind started to kick in, to adapt and overcome part of me. For a good moment, I stopped listening to the news and I just went into this whole survival mode, checking in on everybody that I knew, just keep, keep chucking. And I'm actually glad that I kept on going because at the end of the day, other people were like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. I started to paint. I started, uh coloring started journaling again uh <laughs> got back into anime i be, i went back to what made me happy i didn't have the punching bag of from the gym but i did have the emotional punching bag which was a canvas i think there's a lot of stigmas do you have anything to say about the stigmas of mental health i just want everybody to know that it's okay to not be okay. Nobody's Superman. <laughs> Nobody's Captain America in this world. Mm. It, it's okay to to turn off your phone and, and, and just listen to music and zone your way out. It's okay to write your emotions out. It's okay to reach out to somebody. But you do need to take that time and pause the world around you to structure your own chakra. Would you say that you're an adult that struggles with mental health? Yes. And when was the first time that you realized this? Probably about 10 years ago um, when I was too scared to leave my house. And with everything that's happened and still happening during this pandemic, do you feel any drastic change in your psychological well-being? Definitely. I was, I mean, it's hard to be act like precise on exactly how I felt because I think my feelings were all over the place. I was angry. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was scared. I was 
unsure about the future. And still to this day, I'm unsure about the future. So the answer is yes. (laughs) Is there anything that you've done or that you're doing that's keeping you calm and grounded? Smoking that mama wana. (laughs) But yes, um, definitely that. That's helped me a lot. And of course, people who are listening, you don't have to do drugs if you don't want to. But that has helped me keep calm and relax and open my mind to view things in a different way. Is there any advice that you would like to give people that may be struggling emotionally during these crazy times? I would say the best thing to do is to definitely do things that you enjoy doing. I know sometimes it's hard to find enjoyment in things that you usually do when you're not feeling your best, but try. Try to, you know, read a book, color, do a crossword puzzle, um, paint, take a walk, try to talk with your friends. A lot of times talking is super helpful too. It doesn't even have to be with someone who's a medical professional. It could just be a good friend or even a stranger. A lot of times on the internet, you'll find people who are struggling. I've found people on Instagram, like I found pages that are meant specifically for depression and anxiety and things I'm struggling with. And there are other people who follow those pages that you can talk to and who are able to just relate with you. So that is also really helpful too. So imagine the youth. What about the youth? (laughs) Stop it. I bring that up because young people don't articulate feelings. They might to their friends, but they don't to their parents. Right. Well, it depends. It depends on the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I didn't. I didn't either. I wasn't. I said certain things, but I wasn't completely fully honest because you have a, even though parents think that they're taking care of their kids, kids also take care of their parents. Mm -hmm. We grew up with terrorism and 9-11 being our traumatic event. Yeah, but these kids are going through COVID. It's been months. I hear you, but I'm still in some ways, I still have PTSD from 9-11. I never knew what a terrorist was before that. I Girl, anthrax. <laughs> I never knew what an anthrax was. <laughs> I was afraid to open up mail and there would be powder. <laughs> I was tripping. I was 12. I should not have been thinking about that. No, that yeah. was also the first time I had heard about security alerts. And I remember us being in the red. I had trouble sleeping. I didn't have trouble sleeping. I didn't. I don't know. I mean, now that I think about it, though, I might have some PTSD from 9-11 because every time that I see a plane flying a little low, Mm. I think it's going to go into a building. Mm -hmm. And it's been what? It's been 18, 19 years. Mm. Yeah. So, okay, All right. I get it. (laughs) All right. Now I feel bad for the youth. I get it. Yeah. I feel bad because I can. That's it's messed up. Right. So. You have to study. You have to take your SAT for the ones that are in senior year. I mean, what? You have to write your college essay? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I would not be in the mood to do that. I couldn't see my friends all summer. I know that maybe they're not saying it, but I'm pretty sure some of the kids are thinking, damn, if I go hang out with my friends, am I going to bring it back to my parents? Yeah. There's all this concern. It's going to change them for the rest of their lives. No, for definitely. I think we're all going to be traumatized at when this is eventually over. Even now, in general, 
two million young adults suffer from depression. Mm. That's, that's just a in crazy general. statistic. Yeah, that's just in general. So imagine the effects that they're going to have afterwards. And there's so many stigmas, too, with mental illness that it's hard for people to say, hey, I need to talk to someone. Girl, we got a president who is mentally unstable and unfit. Very true. And he not going to listen to anybody in his cabinet that says so. He really is unfit to be president. That just goes to show you how many people are walking around like a chicken with their head cut off, not realizing that they have these things. Well, there's also like being bullied and made fun of for having any type of illness or disorder. Mm. There's the self-doubt of believing that you're never going to overcome it. You feel isolated. You feel shame. Almost like that normal. Like, why can't I be regular? Yeah. But who the hell is regular nowadays? Nobody. Like, honestly, who is normal? No. There, what is normal? That doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, you and I dealt with some issues in the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, for sure. Personally, I was not only worried. I was more so worried about the people around me than I was so much for myself. And it was more like I didn't want to lose anybody. I was also worried about the state of the world. Well, then I'm pretty fucking selfish then because <laughs> I didn't want the Rona. I was scared shitless of the... I was like, no, I'm not going outside. And then, of course, yes, there were the people that I loved. I didn't want them getting sick as well. But I was thinking about myself first. <laughs> I'm a smoker. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to breathe anymore. I smoke. Yeah. You know, that was what was running through my head at first. And then, you know, of course. Damn, Rhea. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but. You never never thought about me? No, of course. I'm just saying right now that. About your sister? Yes, I did. Your girlfriend? I did. All of these people (laughs) mattered to me. And I was worried about their well-being. Yeah, I know you're not that selfish. Ask my sister. She will tell you how annoying I was with her coming home, taking off her shoes, making sure she took off her clothes, didn't put it on anything, washed her hands, or showered immediately after. And she works in a hospital. Yeah, I did so the same was, thing to my dad. I was too. almost scared of her, too. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where Rhea was like, I don't know if I could trust being next to her. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I did. Same thing with my parents. When my dad would come home and be like, take off your clothes, put them in a bag, shower. Those are the things that you can control. Yeah. Um, And that was the key, though, because if you choose to speak to someone, because I did, that is what they told me. You cannot worry about the things you cannot control. Just Mm -hmm. the things that you could, only the things you can control. Yeah. And it kind of pissed me off. Because I was so worried about what other people were doing that it was going to put my health at risk and then I was going to bring it to someone else. And it was I would get so angry. Like, what do you mean? I am telling you that other people around me are not taking this seriously. And what you tell me is worry about what you can control. And then I, I understood because yeah, you texted me and you were like, why are you so calm? What Like why? And I, I wasn't calm. It's just that I was in a place where I felt as though. I can't control the world, right? And all I can control is feeling grateful. Also picking up like random little hobbies. I started to learn Italian. If I can recall the Italian, (laughs) that is another question. But I definitely learned some shit. I tried tried (laughs) to pick up Italian as well. 
I think my sister is picking up Portuguese. <laughs> um, but these are the things that kept us sane. After I had my total freak out, I was like, okay, wait, the media is really honest. It's getting to me. I, I actually had my first panic attack. I had never really experienced. I've experienced anxiety. I've experienced depression. I've experienced feeling a sense of, you know, being lost. But I had never had a full-blown panic attack welcome to the club it i sucks. could not breathe i was like i'm dying i am straight up dying i caught the rona and i have a panic <laughs> attack and i'm dying <laughs> well, welcome to the club and it doesn't i'm not gonna sit here and make it seem as though we're fearful i think we are realistic and we saw what was going on in the world it wasn't just america it was everywhere. It was everywhere, yeah. It wasn't like we were removed from it. No, it was happening. All around us, yeah. And then to have your loved ones working in the medical field who see it every day, mm-hmm. it's hard to ignore or tell yourself it's not real. Yeah. Or it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Um. So I started doing some self-enrichment mm. for my sanity because the universe knew I needed it. <laughs> I was going to end up in the loony bin. Oh, my God. No, you were. I was. I had to turn off the news. Yeah. And I started. Yeah, I had to disconnect. (laughs) It was too much. My anxiety was way too high. And I started working out. I started meditating. I was cooking way more, trying new recipes. Yeah, you got a little slim thicky. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. Thank you. (laughs) I tried new recipes, too. Um. I started getting in touch with my Asian roots and I've made fried rice and I got a recipe for some spicy basil Mm. lo mein thing. I used a whole bunch of ingredients I never used before, (laughs) but it worked. It worked. So yeah, I agree. I even started watching trash TV. I know I judged you. Whatever. It's such a good distraction. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, you got me hung up on The Bachelorette. No, I did not. You did. The only reason why I clicked it was because you had said you watched it and it was entertaining. So I saw a commercial on primetime and it was (laughs) juicy. So I tuned in. And that was proof that I had nothing to do with that. (laughs) But I really want people to get creative like I did and like you did. And really find a healthy distraction. Work out. Listen to music that makes you feel good. Mm. Pick up a new hobby. I mean, really pay attention to how you feel because if you notice that you're not being your regular self, don't be afraid to speak to someone. Yeah, there's so many free hotlines to call. Yeah, yeah. and therapy. I mean, hit us up in our email. Yeah, Jen will talk to you all that she wants, all (laughs) that you want. because I have no job, so I'm I'm all ears (laughs) or all words, whatever. I'm there. But I'm about to bust your uh, positive bubble. Jen, you've been doing that all day. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. But I just found out that Biden's COVID team is suggesting maybe that we're going to be put on another lockdown. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of spread of COVID. And unlike New York, some states didn't do what we did. So we're going to end up being punished because other states didn't do it. Hold on. I'm going to sound really (laughs) out of the loop, but I thought this was a nationwide. No. 
when we went on lockdown, it was just us. It was no New York, California. I believe it was Philly. Well, excuse me, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Vermont. And I think that was it. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was like the U.S. survey. No. So a lot of these Republican states kept open. And right now they're running rampant with COVID. So Biden might make it like a mandatory thing and like tell all the governors that they need to do another lockdown well look if it's necessary it's necessary i really i'm not i got another paint by numbers <laughs> i'm really not against it i'm really i have another paint by numbers too Same, i got two <laughs> so i'm prepared okay i got a whole i'm gonna listen to another playlist i got michelle <laughs> obama's book i'm ready i've downloaded a couple of audibles so what we're telling you is that Please be prepared if we have to stay at home again. Get some toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously mean that. Go get some canned goods. You know, you already know the routine now. So you better go and get your shit. Okay. Um, If you need to get your nails done, get your eyebrows done. Yes. Yes. I completely forgot about how crazy I look. Oh, man. I was woofing. I'm. St- I still have like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I'm trying to like. I'm traumatized from it. But you know, it is what it is. Just try and make sure that you keep in touch with yourself, people around you. Yes. Um, try and keep your sanity, the best you know how. And with that being said, what dares you got over there? I, I want you guys to reach out to that person that you cut off during elections, even before then. Seriously? Seriously, like since 2016, because I know what's happened. And I want you to reach out to that racist grandpappy (laughs) or aunt or cousin and just check in just to see how they're doing. And I don't mean someone you don't care about. I mean, someone that you, you truly still have love for. Even if they're the same person? Yeah, even if they're the same person. Hey, you still kicking, you good? Bye, that's it. Rhea is on some positive <laughs> affirmation yogi, <laughs> Bob Marley shit. And it's okay, but I'm not. So uh, my dare is just about you, yourself. I would like you to find a recipe that has some challenging ingredients that you've never used. Maybe it's a little intimidating. And season the hell out of it. If it comes out bad, I'm not eating it. So (laughs) (laughs) at least you tried something new. (laughs) Just don't burn down the house. (laughs) Good, solid advice. So are we out? Until next time, guys. Over and out. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Dare You. Even though we like to joke around, we are seriously in troubling times. And with so much uncertainty, it can be taxing on the brain. It's okay to love on yourself extra, take a day off, treat yourself, and also get some fresh air. Remember to live with gratitude. Please feel free to shoot us any questions or comments to we dare you podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at the same handle. And as always, stay safe, stay a little weird, and remember to dare yourself to be and think different.